I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast Show. I think I beat the sun up this morning. I think I beat the sun up, and when I when I before I said it, before I got on the air, I say, hmm, I outsmarted the sun this morning. I woke up before you, and then I heard the Lord in my heart say, hmm, don't get ahead of yourself. I've been up. Never went to sleep. <laughs> I may have rested, but I never went to sleep on you. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, ladies and gentlemen. And I say that because motivation is something that you might need throughout your entire day. It's like a shower. You know, you got to stay fresh. You got to stay fresh. And some of you might work the night shift. You might work the mid shift. And your, your, your time in which you might need to be refreshed might not all be the same. So wherever you are in your day, I want to greet you. I want to say thank you for checking in. Thank you for tuning in. I'm right here with you. Whatever it is that you're going through, if you had a rough week, we might not be going through the exact same thing, but I want to let you know that my mind and my spirit is with you, even if my body is not. So, you know, it's been a lot going on in my world, a lot going on. And as we kind of dive into these episodes, I'll kind of dissect it because I like to use um, my situations and my scenarios as kind of learning lessons, not only just for my audience, not of course, but for me as well. You know, I have spent years speaking, years creating content, and the majority of the content was created for me. It was a gut check for me. It was a mind check, spiritual check, emotional check for me. And, you know, so so a lot of times if I'm speaking from something, it's speaking from experience. Other than that, it's more than likely a friend, family, or associate that I said that was on my spirit. And I say, you know what? I was I was I was told to share this with you. So just to kind of highlight that, but just earlier, actually just yesterday, I had a rough morning. And I don't know why, because I had a meeting. Meeting went great. Early meeting. 8 a.m. Zoom call and after that it just was shot like I just had this weird feeling and I think it was because I had another meeting that was rescheduled and I didn't know what to do with my time like I didn't know and I just felt this blah feeling come over me and I was editing another episode the how to fail episode and I remember saying that um premeditated failure is the kryptonite for success and that right there just kind of gave me a boost right there I'm like I needed that and um I just want to alert those out there because that's how I was feeling just yesterday where it was like man I'm defeated and it was before the day had even really got underneath my wind you know I mean underneath my feet and it turned out to be a great day I didn't get everything done that I wanted to do however I got everything done that I needed to do. So I had to check my emotions. I had to 
um, make sure that I didn't feed them what some of them wanted me to feed them, which, of course, you know, I love to set up that drop punch for the morning motivation today because that's what I want to spend a little time today. I want to spend a little time today talking about those gremlins. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's Morning Motivation. Morning Motivation is a text thread that is provided Monday through Friday in order to help get your morning kickstarted. You can text 31996, motivate me, motivate me to 31996. I am in the process of revamping the platform. We are taking our talents to the community platform. Um, but you can still subscribe by that 31996 by texting motivate me. And these messages derive from the ones that you felt were the most impactful and the ones that you wanted to hear more about. So therefore, we dive into them because it is hard to dissect a loaded conversation in one to three paragraphs where we can dissect it here together on the Morning Motivation Podcast show. So let's get into it. In 1984, there was a movie called Gremlins, an American comedy horror movie about a young man who receives a strange creature called a Morgoy. Gizmo was his name. Which then other creatures who transform into small destructive monsters were also running amok. These creatures were spawned once they became wet and they would then turn into hideous hell raising little monsters do you know what happens to caution when caution securities or reservations are fed the wrong substances they morph into fear and anxiety creatures that wreak havoc on our daily endeavors it's foolish to think that any emotion was created without some good purpose to it. But when these emotions get watered, they have no choice but to grow. And in certain cases, these emotions in full growth, in full growth form, can be quite hideous. Oftentimes, we don't even realize how much control fear has over our actions in life mostly because we have allowed the fear to dominate our minds, leaving us blinded to anything aside from the fear. Be mindful of what and how your emotions and reactions are cultivated, and also be mindful to how you're responding to different situations. Our inner gremlins have a tendency of multiplying. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, emotions get a bad rap. They do. They get a bad rap. Women are accused of over-utilizing their emotions. Men are guilty of under-utilizing their emotions. All the while, everybody's got them, and they just get a bad rap. One of the things that I said in there that I want to kind of touch on before we even get this party rolling and I've said it before all emotions were created with good intentions you know there there when God created the earth 
when he was all done putting the finishing touches on everything that he did, he kicked his feet up in my mind and he said, it's good. That's it. It's good. He didn't say, it's good and some of that stuff over there is bad. Now, we know that there's good and evil. But when he was done creating, everything that was in you is good. The problem is what happens afterwards. But let's 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 break down some of these emotions, for example, especially some of the ones that get the worst rap. Because let's let's start with anger, right? And just just to just let's just get simple about this. Anger is a response to upsetting social situations, right? When used correctly, however, it has been known to create optimism, be a change agent, spark creativity increase performance and also lead to successful negotiations in life and or a job now just as i'm sitting here and i'm saying those i can just think about my personal experiences and how i've utilized the majority of those i have probably gained i have probably lost at least a hundred pounds of anger weight just just single-handedly like every time i check into the gym it's like oh i'm about to beat this weight off because i'm taking this frustration out right even the the negotiation component of that where if you feel like somebody's taking advantage of you somebody's taking advantage of you chances are you're going to be a little bit upset so chances are you might have your head on more of a swivel you might be more attentive than you would have been had you not had that aggression to bring to the table so it makes you a little bit more dominant it makes you a little more firm in your positioning also the same thing with creativity create that anger like if you if we were to take a poll i would love to do like um nielsen work with nielsen and, or someone who does like data analysis for artists and i don't even think they do this type of data but right if you were to do a analysis on every artist i guess living because we don't have all the rest i would be curious to know how many hits were produced out of anger I would guarantee that it's at the top if we were playing family feud I'm pretty sure it would be top five top three right up there with uh, love and sadness anger would be up there so it is a great um, tool to be used for a lot of things right according to an article by good therapy titled the value of anger 16 good reasons to be angry here were a couple of the ones that made the list, right? Some of them we might have touched on already, but it's a means of survival, okay? Anger provides a sense of control, okay? When one feels they lack control, right? It can provide you that sense of control. It can lead to self-improvement, right? And I can just think about when I'm angry around the house, like, or when somebody's angry around the house, no, I'm not going to name any names, but you can always tell somebody might be a little frustrated by the cleaning spree that they might go on. I don't know if y'all ever seen that before in your life or anything, anybody you might know, but I know some people that when they get a little angry, they start to get a little tidy. So that's one of those examples, you know what I mean? Of something that can lead to that self-improvement. That's just a small example, but these are some of the things that they had mentioned were, some of the good reasons to get angry 
And as I even just look at those, I can definitely see someone abusing those, right? But fear is the same way, right? Fear, say, fear shared a couple of those same benefits where it's being used as that means of survival. We've all more than likely heard of fight or flight. You know, that's a part of that fear component. Also, that control is a part of that where somebody feels if they're afraid, it can be utilized to, to, to take control of a situation, right? But fear operates in a nervous system. An interesting thing about fear, which kind of shares the same thing with anger, but it releases adrenaline, dopamine, endorphins, and serotonin, which that helps the brain to function more effectively, right? But it also helps to, this is, this one was interesting. Fear has been researched to boost your immune system. Now, I've also, not going to go into that. It's been known to, I will, but let me double back. It's been known to boost the immune system. So they did a study on a couple of people, and I can't remember exactly how they did it. But um, they basically had um, a test, amount of test people in the study, and they had them afraid, and they noticed that their white blood cells raised for a period of time when they were afraid. And these white blood cells are the ones that protect us when we are sick. They are the, the, the soldiers of the immune system. So what I was going to say is that I know that there can be the mental mind game that we can do where we can literally um, think ourselves into being sick, which is also true as well. And as even as I say that out loud, I don't really know how much that might be rooted to the actual emotion versus the actual thought. But I'm going to leave that there. My point was that fear can also boost the immune system. So the thing about it is that these emotions, while all of them were created with goodness in mind, these emotions often become problematic based upon how we act on them. You know, the thing is, the problem is not that we have these emotions. Not at all. The problem is not the devil made me do it. Not at all, because the devil didn't make you do anything. However, one of the best tricks that the enemy uses is what I shall just label right now as the art of finesse. The art of finesse in the means in which the enemy uses this is it's the enemy is very thought thought provoking. So if they can provoke a thought from you, that thought is going to provoke an emotion from you. And I'm not going to dive deep into it like I want to dive into it with the emotion and the thought connection because I've been working on this book about that thing and more. But I'm just going to say this, that emotions and thoughts go hand in hand. Wherever one is at, the other one is there too. So if the enemy knows that he can infiltrate your first line of defense, which is your mind, then your emotions have no choice but to follow. They don't necessarily always have to lead. That's where our self-control comes into the play. However, wherever the mind goes, the feelings are not far behind. So let's just look at some of these and how detrimental they can be when they flip the script. So we've already looked at anger, right? We've looked at the good side of anger. But anger can also lead to harm in someone. 
fear can lead to harming yourself. Even happiness can morph into selfishness if it's water too much. So we have to be careful because when things are misused, they are often abused. Even if we rewind to the example that we used, that I used earlier with anger being something that you can use to take control. If someone, let's say someone is used to being bullied or somebody who's used to being um, taken advantage of and they get angry after a while, they might use that anger in a healthy way in order to gain control back of their life, right? However, let's look at the flip side. You have somebody that might have grown up in that same scenario, right? They might have grown up abused, victimized. And now they use that anger for the first time. They use that and they saw what it got them. But they didn't stop there. They continued to use it. They continued to fuel it. They continued to water it. So now you don't have someone who's being victimized. You have someone who has now turned into person who is doing the victimizing. You have found someone who has saw the power that they get from being angry. And now it's being utilized. I can also attest to the feeling of a form of anxiety, right? So anxiety for me where it can become problematic. Anxiety in a good way can get me focused. It can get me kind of bubbled up to be able to say, hey, we need to make a move on this. We need to not sit stagnant or procrastinate. That anxiety at a low, healthy level helps to get me flowing. However, where it becomes problematic, even for me with this is just me sharing a moment of transparency with something that might be, that is an issue in my life, that I'm working on, I can use that in order to surf. And, and that's how I refer to it. Because what anxiety, what anxiety does is it creates waves. It creates waves within my mind. So for me, it becomes a game. It becomes, give me the anxiety so that I can work. Give me the anxiety so that I can go harder. Give me the anxiety so that I can continue to be fueled. And now when the waves come, I'm not getting crushed by the waves. I'm surfing. But if you look at the surfers, every surfer is always looking for that wave. They're always looking for that bigger wave, right? So you never know when that wave is coming. Truthfully, you know, you might have things that test it even in my personal life. I like to surf and I, I've gotten a lot better at it. I like to surf as I've used parentheses on that quotations. But the problem becomes sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes it will be overwhelming and it will ultimately become problematic because now these waves are creating anxiety even when you don't want them because now you've watered it and now when you water something if anybody's got plants you you treat a plant right and the plant's just going to grow like it's just going to flourish to the point where it's like sheesh this thing has took off more than i even anticipated it taking off and the same thing happens with those emotions that we have right this is why this is why we have to ask ourselves what are we overwatering, right? Because here's the thing, we'll use that same plant example. I have, I have a plant that's like 
25 years old, right? And it's it's I've, I've repotted it and I'm really trying to save this plant because it had a bad year, really bad year. So I cut the stems, right? I'm, I'm trying to revitalize this plant. And so when I was just starting, I put one of the plants, one of the stems into a jar of water. However, I put the entire stem into the jar of water, okay? Completely submerged it. So I noticed after time that the stem was dying. Like it was just turning black and it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do because I had another stem, but I had it had leaves on it and it was in another jar, but it was growing, it was growing. So I did some research. I'm looking online and I'm trying to figure out why is my stem dying? I thought I did the same thing with this one as I did with the other one. And it said, your, your stem's probably dying because it's being overwatered. If the stem is completely submerged in water, then it's going to suffocate. It now has no means of getting that oxygen. It's completely underwater. So it has no means of obtaining any air. So literally, I was drowning my plant. And that situation would have potentially killed all the rest of the stems that I was trying to grow. So when we are watering something, when we are watering our emotions, when we are watering our our fears, our anxieties, our, our when we're watering all of these things, they have a tendency to grow. However, when you overwater something, it has a tendency to die. So you have to be mindful not only to ask yourself, what is it that you're watering, but what is it that you're watering that has the potential to kill you? And you might not die a physical death, you could die a spiritual death. You could be dying emotionally. You could be dying physically. And even with that, I want to I want to stop for a second and I want to talk to my fellas because we go through a lot of things in life and it's not really taught to us or shown to us on a wide lens how to process our emotions. It's not. It's also stigmatized that we should not show emotions. I remember when my when my mother died. I felt like I couldn't cry at the at the funeral. I couldn't cry when she died when I got the news. And I remember my, my, my boy, love him to death. And I remember when she passed and I was about to break down at the table. We had went out to eat and I just got the news. And he said, hey, don't stay, stay strong. Now, I learned two things from that and I share them with you as I move forward 10, 15 years later. I needed to stay strong, but my strength was not shown by me not crying. There's strength in tears. There's strength in those emotions. There's strength in that because what I've even learned after that is that once I began to cry, once I began to actually tap into those emotions, that's when I began to heal. As men, we we use we're dealing with stress. We're dealing with the weight of the world. We're dealing with channeling it into our work. We're trying to stay busy. 
all the while that monster is good for a limited time and it is growing inside of us. It is the reason why we are dying at younger ages. It is the reason why we have heart issues, why we have so much mental health issues. And we're just now getting to a point where mental health is discussed in which we're starting to tap into that. However, the emotions are still ravaged. We have a great way of being able to say, I can do whatever I set my mind to, but at what cost is that costing the rest of your car? At what cost is saying, I'm going to really put my mind to this business. I'm going to really put my mind to working out. I'm going to really put my mind to getting this bag. At what cost is that costing the rest of your vessel? Because if you think that it's not costing you, you've been misled. You've been wildly misled because what's fueling that is a lack of dealing with the emotion to the situation. I've dealt with it firsthand. So, fellas, I, I think that it's important to recognize that you got emotions. You got them. If you're in your most intimate situation with whatever young lady or wh wh whoever partner that you are with, and you are in your most intimate space, she said, like, you can hide it all you want. Your friends see it. Your closest people see it. It is what it is. <laughs> like, it is what it is. We have these emotions. They have to be utilized in a healthy manner. So I just want to let you know that I know that they're in there. Everybody knows this. Like, you walking around here acting like you don't got them. Yeah, you got them. You might not know how to use them, but emotions are not one of those things where if you don't use it, you lose it. No, you, you still got them. They might just be... Um, they're just um, malnutritioned. They're just very weak, but you still have emotions, right? And my ladies, I got to talk to y'all too. Y'all not off the hook. I have to talk to my ladies because oftentimes ladies will speak on it. Oftentimes ladies don't speak on an issue or they won't eliminate the stressor that's in their life. They will keep the stressor that's around them and that is problematic one of the leading causes of death for our sisters is that heart disease it's i have lost mother and sister to it and i i know just from watching them how much they might have dealt with but did not share that's the thing how much they might have dealt with but did not share how much they dealt with but did not cut off certain things that probably should have been cut off so you have to be mindful, especially with it being without a doubt that women are more than likely, most likely to be more in tune with their emotions. You have to be cognizant and aware that your emotions are not playing games with you. Your intuition is not off. It's not tainted. It's not broken. Your intuition is working just fine. The world has a great way of making you feel as though what God gave you don't work. If you feel it, it's a good chance your spider senses ain't broke. It is what it is. But we have to be mindful of that because in that situation, you're lacking putting water on something that needs to grow. We're lacking putting the nutrients into those emotions that need growth. So even on the flip side, those things still need that healthy growth. 
right? So one of the questions that had came across in relations to this is what if you're not sure if you're feeding it or how to tell if something is being fed um, that you might not have that much control over? And what they meant by that was we're, we're talking clinical now. We're talking more like a clinical depression, something like that, or something that's clinical anxiety. So I wanna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tread lightly into this conversation because being a life coach, being someone who studies psychology but is not a psychologist, I have a lot of respect and a lot of friends that are in the mental health field and are also psychologists and therapists. So I want to make sure that I use my words lightly here, um, and I want to make sure that I, first of all, before I even dive into this, let you know. This is not medical advice. This is not words from your therapist. This is not words from your psychologist. But I do want to let it be known that what I normally discuss is outside of the scope of medicine. This is outside of the scope of someone who might be dealing with something that has been clinically diagnosed. These topics are not generally driven to them some might overlap but i want to make that clear that that is not who this is directly pointed at because if it were you would see it would sound as though a lot of these things can be changed at the flip of a switch which would be demeaning to what it is that you're dealing with but i want to kind of talk about it for a little bit because clinical depression is marked by a depressed mood most of the time most of the day sometimes it's particularly in the morning and it kind of derives from it involves like a a loss of interest in normal activities normal relationships symptoms that are present every day for at least two weeks or more right so what are some of the main causes and i want to kind of go through some of these just so we can kind of get some of these on the table what are some of the main causes of depression clinical depression things like that you might have some abuse that might have taken place in the past um, whether it had been emotional sexual uh, some type of uh, abuse in which normally depression occurs later in life okay certain medications might trigger this uh, conflict of course conflict depression in someone who has a biological vulnerability uh, to develop depression may result from personal conflicts or disputes with family members or friends one that's very very common and I've seen all too well myself is death or loss um, genetics genetics is another thing family history of depression uh, definitely may increase the risk um, it's thought that there is a uh, depression trait uh, meaning that there are probably uh, many different genes um, that might contribute to having depression in your genetics. Major events, major life-changing events, something huge has changed in your life. And it doesn't even always have to be something bad that could spark that depression, you know? But something major, some major event. A serious illness, substance abuse. Those are some of the things that are causes for like clinical depression, that anxiety component, things of that nature. So one question that you have to be, ask yourself, and I'm going to ask you, 
is have you been tested like if you feel as though you're in that boat where it's like I'm not sure if I'm watering it I just feel it I feel it very strongly the question is have you been tested have you have you taken some time to identify those things because there's nothing wrong with seeking help on the contrary it's when we don't seek help that there's something wrong with it you know it's like when we people have a uh, an issue with going to the hospital to get a checkup or going to the hospital and most of the time it's a fear of bad news it's a fear of them possibly telling you you might have something what your fear is it might be correct so it's like okay i would rather not know okay well here's the thing especially in this situation you you're being impacted on a daily basis with something you're being impacted with something as far as depression or anxiety or something might maybe even worse where you might flip on the tv flip on the radio flip on the youtube flip on this podcast and you hear a guy like me saying hey here's a little bit of juice to get through your day listen this type this juice might not be enough to get you together somebody at work might say well hey maybe you just sleep it off or maybe you should just do this or just do that or just do this you know my brother did this you know my sister did that you know my cousin did this you know my auntie did that whatever and you're sitting there like i don't care that does not help me you don't understand what i'm feeling inside but here's the thing have you been tested because you have to be able to take that extra step for yourself to make sure that you're healthy you have to make sure that you're taking care of your vessel you have to do that you have to do that even if you have been tested okay if you have not been tested if you don't feel like you're suffering from something that could be a clinical diagnosis have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself you have to make sure that you're not overwatering the emotions and the issues in your life that have the risk of creating monsters within you you have to make sure that you are watering the things inside of you that will fight against the monsters if they are created homework assignment ladies and gentlemen what are you feeding on what is feeding on you and how are you feeding it what are you watering what did you sprinkle with that water that's the question i need you to ask yourself i need you to spend some time in that and say okay these are my emotions put them on the table some are more heightened than others these are the emotions these are the ones that i might have an issue with and for the stone cold ones out there the ones that you don't feel those are the ones that you have a problem with the ones that you say that you don't have that's the problem area and truth be told if you feel like you don't have have that emotion a whole nother conversation because there's something in your past where you went in that room and you flipped the switch off and said i don't need this and now it's just in there in the dark but you it's still there now you got a room that's gathering dust you got a room that's looks like it's out of service but it's still it's still maneuvering through the house if an emotion is a is a bill it's still getting paid 
You might not be utilizing it, but it's still a reoccurring bill that you paying for every single day, every single month, and every single year. So what are you watering? What are you not feeding? Ask these questions, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta start getting healthier, especially if we are striving for progression. So until the next time, I'm gonna get up out of here, get this day started. Sir Evans, make sure that you subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast show if you like what you hear. That way you stay in tune with when they're coming out. Text 31996 motivate me to be added to the morning motivation text thread. Once again, that is motivate me 31996. Until the next time, y'all, salute. I'm gone. I'm Sir Evans. And you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.